It's with great pleasure today that we talk to Professor Jonathan Crowston, the Managing Director of the Centre for Eye Research Australia. Hi, Jonathan. Steve, hi. Nice to be here. Nice to speak to you. Jonathan, tell me the difference, please, between... I mean, I know the difference because I've got secondary glaucoma, but perhaps people listening won't know the difference between primary and secondary glaucoma. Would you like to explain that? Yeah, so, so really this is the way we divide a disease that really is a disease about optic nerve damage, so damage to the nerve that transmits the message from the, the eye back to the brain. Prim- by primary glaucoma, we usually um, talk about diseases that are due to in- in- intrinsic changes within the eye, where essentially there's a, either an, a weakness in the nerve, a fundamental weakness in the nerve, or a fundamental problem with the way that fluid can drain out of the eye, such that the eye pressure uh, goes up, which is a, a risk factor for, for, for nerve damage. Secondary glaucoma is usually referred to where a, a, another eye disease or another problem in the eye, could it be trauma or uh, diabetes-related problems, then goes on to cause uh, secondary nerve damage. So usually there's another disease process going on that is there before the glaucoma develops. I hope that sort of no, that's, explained that's very, it. No, that's very clear. And... What, what is actually CIRA doing around glaucoma? I, I know there's been publicity about research. Perhaps you'd yeah. like to explain that. Yeah, so, so, so we are really trying to understand why the nerve in some individuals is vulnerable to, to damage. And that damage often is high eye pressure, but doesn't, doesn't need to be. Uh, we know that aging makes the, the nerve more vulnerable. Um, and we're really trying to understand how aging um, makes the nerve more vulnerable. And the reason for that is that we want to develop treatments that actually make the nerve resistant to eye pressure and other injuries. Because if we can do that, we become much less reliant uh, on lowering the eye pressure as much as possible. So there are a number of different um, risk factors that can lead to glaucoma. High eye pressure is one of them, but not the only one. And many people with glaucoma don't have high, high eye pressure. However, that said, we know that lowering eye pressure in everybody with glaucoma more or less everybody with glaucoma, uh, actually can be beneficial. And so all our treatments currently are aimed at lowering eye pressure. We currently have no treatments that make the nerve more resistant, right. and that's what we're looking for. Yes, I remember you commented to me once it's about it, the importance of keeping the optic nerve strong um, in, with glaucoma and things like that, and, and that's probably really important. So what sort of work is being done here at CIRA at the moment? You mentioned the vitamin B3 um, clinical trials that are coming up. Yeah. Um, so what, what's that about? I've, I went, up, went and bought a bottle of vitamin B3. Oh, did he? Oh, good, right. Excellent. Good, good on you. <laughs> um, no, I mean, really, there are two things that we're trying to do. What One is, as I just mentioned, to find treatments that make the nerve yep. resistant. The, the second approach we're doing is to develop clinical tools that allow us to measure the impact of such a treatment. One of the problems in glaucoma is that it currently takes us a few years before we are able to determine whether or not somebody's glaucoma is active and whether the nerve is under stress, whether the nerve cells are injured. Um, and we're trying to reduce that time to a few months because at the moment it's almost impossible to test treatments that, um, using conventional clinical tests uh, that are aimed at nerve at strengthening the nerve. And so we not only have to develop the new treatments, but we have to develop much better ways at measuring whether those treatments are being effective. And so the vitamin B3 trial we're running at the moment really is aiming to do two things. One is to test um, some new approaches we are taking to measure whether somebody's optic nerve is currently stressed. And secondly, to look at a very um, encouraging um, um, treatment target that has been shown in mice to stop mice from getting glaucoma. 
And that's that's where the vitamin B three trials have come in, is it? Or that's where the B three. I mean, it's, it's a it's a you know, there's no evidence in humans at all that B three is effective using yeah. traditional clinical endpoints such as visual fields yeah. or, or imaging tests that are currently used in clinical practice. Yeah. We would need to run this study for two to three years. Yes. Yeah. We, we've developed new tests that really aim to look at improvement in optic, short-term improvement in optic nerve function. And we think that heralds later reduction in, 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 in progression okay. rates. So um, one of the things people always come up to me with is, uh, oh, I heard that marijuana is good for glaucoma. Yeah. Why don't you take marijuana? Is, is that, yeah. I had heard there was some validity to that. And there's been some legal cases where people have been allowed to take it. Has that ever been researched? That there has. Well, there's, there's, there's been a moderate amount of research in this. So, so, you know, using marijuana for glaucoma is one of the, you know, the strong um, messages that has been used to advocate legal yes, use in the, in, right. the, in the states. So, so, so the, the, the facts, as, as, as far as we're aware at the moment, is that marijuana can reduce your eye pressure, but it only does so for a couple of hours. Yeah. And so there's no evidence currently that taking marijuana alters the course of the disease. So yeah. we know that some of the glaucoma medicines, the conventional glaucoma medicines, alter the course of yes, the disease. The there's no evidence that marijuana alters the course of the disease. Okay. The second point I'd like to, to make is that that you know that that marijuana is derived from a from a from a plant, and there are many different strains of these plants, That's and right. and the, the 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 leaves within these plants have literally hundreds of active substances in them, and the the proportion of these substances is varies according to the strain of marijuana, and so not all strains of marijuana are good for all diseases, and so one has to be very very careful uh, when looking at medical marijuana because essentially it is comes in many different flavors yes. and yeah. and it may be that not all of them uh, are equally effective at for example lowering eye pressure yes. and as i said uh, before uh, there's certainly currently no evidence that in any form it alters the course of the disease and so i'd be a little bit um, cautious particularly if you're considering only using that as your treatment for glaucoma yes no that's a very good point and a very good segue into probably my final question which is what what are the sort of take-home messages from this what would be your advice to people listening to the podcast in relation to glaucoma? I think one of the key messages that we haven't quite touched on yet is that glaucoma is largely an asymptomatic disease. And so you can have glaucoma for many, many years and not realize that you've got it. And by the time you start getting symptoms, you've probably lost a significant proportion of of, of your nerve. And so it's beholden on us to get our eyes examined, particularly if we've got a family history of glaucoma, we're 10 times more likely to get the disease. And so if you're highly short-sighted, have a history of disease, have a history of high eye pressure, um, have a history of other eye diseases that can cause secondary glaucoma, um, I think it's important that you get your eyes screened on a yearly or two-yearly basis, depending on on, on what your, your risks are. So first of all, we have to detect it. If we can detect glaucoma and if you take your treatment for glaucoma, we can prevent most people with glaucoma from going blind. So, so you know, the, the, the overall figures worldwide are around that one in 10 uh, people completely lose their vision from glaucoma, but nine out of 10 people during their lifetime don't. About one in four will lose significant vision in one eye. So, you know, the earlier we can detect the disease, the better we're able to treat people currently. We can stop most people currently from, from losing significant vision from glaucoma. Sadly, not, not, not everyone. The work that we're doing is to try and hit that 10% that currently are still losing vision despite, despite treatment. Uh, and that, that's why we think that treatments that really make the nerve more resistant will complement the treatments we currently use, which are to lower the eye pressure. And that's really great advice. And, and I suppose... 
people get hit with all kinds of awareness days and all kinds of advice about you should get this checked or that checked. But believe me, I think people find eyesight one of the most scariest things to lose. So I'd be putting this one right on the high priority list. I'm sure you'd agree, Jonathan. I completely agree, Stephen. You know, and it's something that that many people, we're very fortunate in Australia to have some outstanding optometrists uh, and community ophthalmologists. And so, you know, everybody should have access to somebody who can spend 20 minutes, half an hour. I think it's, 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 it's a small amount of time that's, that's, that's very well spent because, as I said earlier, not only glaucoma, but many other eye diseases that if we pick them up early, we've got, so, you know, we've got a brilliant workforce in, in Australia and we can treat most eye diseases. Well, that's, that's good news. Um, but thanks very much for your time, Jonathan. Uh, I'm sure the listeners will really appreciate it. Um, the wisdom you've offered us today. Thanks very much. Thank you, Steve. Thank you.